Hi, welcome to Faith Coffee and a Kid podcast. This is your host, Cherie. I'm so glad you're here today because I am going to dive into the third part of this series, A Prescription to Pursue Your Purpose. If you haven't heard the first two parts, take a moment to listen to them. You'll be listening to How Do You Know Your Purpose and Discovering the Spiritual Why Your Purpose. And today I'm going to discuss a big part of pursuing your passion, and that is how to get the energy to pursue your purpose. One of the primary reasons that people do not pursue their purpose or their dreams or their goals or they procrastinate or stop in the middle is simply the lack of energy, right? Whether it is physical, mental, or spiritual, um, so many of us, right, are just saddled with the busyness of the life. Whether, you know, you're attending to children, you have a house to manage, work to do, and the host of other things that pop up on your to-do list. So it's no big surprise that our energy, whether it's physical, mental, or spiritual, is spread thin. But we shouldn't let this stop us from pursuing our purpose. Because when we do not use our spiritual gifts, we create a void. And that void leaves us feeling exhausted, empty, because it's meant to be filled through your service, through the purpose that God has already put in place for your life. But how do we acquire this energy? I'm going to talk about three ways that I think we can do this. So first, we're going to talk about how God works in you to act according to his good purpose. The second is recognizing that the strength you need is not human strength, but the strength through Christ. And third, stop working for yourself and do it for the Lord. So the number one way you can start to acquire the energy you need to pursue your purpose is to know that God works in you to act according to his good purpose. I didn't make this up, friends. Philippians first, or Philippians um, chapter 2, verse 13 tells us this specifically in those exact words. So let's break this down a little bit. God, our creator, sovereign creator of all things who created you, works in you, right? Meaning God is actively engaged in putting effort in you. Think about this for a moment. He molded and created you. Anything that God has created is not shabby, right? You are fully equipped. You are his creation filled with the energy sourced and provided by God, our creator, creator of all things. Okay, and let's take a look at the next part to act according to his good purpose. Here is where our part comes in, right? We are called to participate, to act according to his good purpose. His purpose for us is our purpose and it is good, right? This scripture, if anything, if you ever doubt, makes it crystal clear that we do have a purpose that is God given. And we are equipped with the energy, not through anything we even do, but through our creator. We have to first recognize that we are chosen by God. Our life and our purpose are not random. Ephesians 2.10 reiterates what Philippians 2.13 says, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. 
Okay, so we are created in Christ and God has already prepared in advance for you to do good works. So the energy you need is there because God has instilled it in you in advance. So when you're lacking the energy or motivation to pursue your purpose, to use your spiritual gifts, it's important to remember that lack doesn't come from the Lord. It comes from the earthly demands on you. But God has given you the spiritual energy you need. When you shift the attitude in your mind that you are already equipped to do good works in advance, your actions will start matching who God created you to be. This leads us into the second way to gain that energy, and that is acknowledging that the strength you need is not your human strength, but the strength working in you through Christ. Listen, human strength and energy is exhaustible, right? It runs out. We can only do so much before our human energy is depleted. So it's not a surprise that by the end of the day or a week of busyness, we have little energy, if any, to pursue our purpose, right? So you cannot depend on your human strength. But there is a strength that never runs out, and that is the strength of Christ. Paul is an amazing example of someone who found his strength in Christ. Paul faced consistent obstacles, right, in pursuing his passion and purpose, which was spreading the gospel of Christ. The man was beaten, jailed, mocked. I mean, everything that could possibly zap you, (laughs) your energy, both physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, Paul endured. But yet he says that the chains that he was in helped him to advance the gospel. What are the chains that are holding you back, right? That are draining your energy. They may not and probably are not as drastic as Paul's, thank God, right? But they are chains nonetheless. And how did Paul deal with it? He tells us in Colossians 1.29, he says, to this end, I labor, struggling with all his energy. Do you notice that? His energy, which so powerfully works in me. These are the words, again, works in me. Paul knew that his energy and the ability to endure and pursue, it did not come from his flesh that was beaten and exhausted. It came from the energy in him that, that was working through Christ. So ask yourself if what's holding, what's holding you back, you know, is it your confidence in your flesh? Do you have confidence in Christ's strength that lives in you? Are you tapping into that energy? That is the well that never runs dry, right? Or are you still pulling from that well that has limitations to the water it can hold, right? And that's the shell of who we are. That's that fleshly part. Paul continues to reiterate that he had no confidence in the flesh, Although his background could have been a reason, right, to believe for him to believe in his flesh. He came from a pretty prominent place. Um, And he says this, you know, and he talks about we who worship by the spirit of God, who glory in Christ Jesus, put not confidence in the flesh. And he says that in uh, Philippians 3.3. He goes on to say in Philippians 4.13, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. 
Your internal reserves comes from the strength in Christ, not your own doing. So when we are relying on our human strength and it fails us, we become discouraged and we tend to come to a standstill, right? Because it's almost one of those things where it's like, I just, I, I just, I don't have it in me to go any further. And you just stop. Okay. But in Isaiah 410, scripture tells us, fear not, I am with you. Be not dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. God's strength not only gives us energy, but encourages, encourages us to push forward with our purpose. His strength is the catalyst and motivation to keep us active in pursuing his good works that he put in advance for us to do. Let's go back in scripture and look at 2 Corinthians 12, 9, 10 that tells us, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, hardships, in persecution, in difficulties. For when I am weak, for when I am weak, then I am strong. When we are weak, we need to draw on the ultimate power of God, whose grace is sufficient. When we are weak, that is when God's strength is present and strong. Don't fight with your lack of energy as a personal weakness, right? It's okay. You know, sometimes we are um, conditioned and believed, made to believe that like we have to be strong all the time, that, you know, we just, weakness is just one of those things are so frowned upon in our society, right? But in our weakness, in our brokenness, in our, um, you know, in our, in that stage where you're doubting, that's when Christ is the strongest, right? If we go to him, if we surrender to him, if we ask him to take it, he will work in his, in his power in you, right? And like, that's the thing. When you are feeling um, just like there is no more road for you to go on, that's when you lay it at his feet, right? That is surrendering and allowing Christ to work within you. Now let's go to the third way. And that is simply this. Stop working for yourself and work for the Lord, okay? And I think we can actually, this particular verse um, that's in the Bible, and it talks about working for, act as you're working for the Lord and not man. I think that this can relate to so many different areas in our life. Um, But when you love the Lord and you're trying to live a life worthy of him and then pursuing your purpose, it stops really being about you. It, It starts being about him, right? And serving the interest of others through your spiritual gifts. By doing that, you are serving the interests of Christ. Okay. And we talked about that in part one and part two. Um, you know, when I created the online single moms conference in December, it was, again, you know, a, a huge undertaking for one person for me. Um, 
And there were times where I really thought, what are you thinking, right? Like, have you lost your mind? What was supposed to be one day turns into a whole weekend, like 18 speakers, 16 sessions. I'm the only one who's, you know, working with the Zoom webinar and um, just doing every single part of it, right? Like creating the website, putting um, newsletters together, all this other stuff. And also creating podcasts with the speakers. And, you know, one of the the questions that, or the comments that would come up often is like, you know, how are you doing this? And the only, the only answer I really had for them, and and this wasn't to sound, um, you know, in any way like flippant, it was God, right? It really wasn't me. It wasn't the energy that I had because I was definitely low on energy, right? Um, I'm working a full-time job. I also work a part-time. I have a kid. Like, you know, there's just all these different things that I was trying to do. And it wasn't my, I had no confidence truly in my flesh, but I did have confidence in Christ. I had confidence that this was um, his will for me to do this. Okay. So when you have that, there is this commitment that you have to the Lord, right? And yes, I absolutely felt a commitment to the people, you know, the speakers and the attendees. Um, and I wanted the women to have an encounter um, with Jesus just through these women's testimony and what they were giving. But the ultimate thing that I really wanted to do was I wanted to work for the Lord. I wanted to serve him. I wanted not to come away with this um, feeling that that part was missing. And so, yes, all that energy that, you know, I was able to do that was definitely not on my own, but it was through Christ. And so, you know, that is one of the biggest takeaways is when we have this attitude that we are working, um, for God and not for man, when we are trying to live up to God's standards and not man's standards, there is a certain amount of energy that you are infused with, okay? Because you will see him work even more. You will see yourself doing things that you had no idea you could do or pull off, right? And what happens is when we work for God, we have a change in our attitude, the attitude of our mind and heart are changed. And when that switch happens, incredible things start to take place, right? Colossians 3.17, Paul tells us, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. You know, remember that your purpose is intrinsically tied to the Lord's will. We are members of the body of Christ commissioned to do his work, okay? And so we are um, an instrument and through this instrument of his, we're playing this music, this beautiful music that he has already put the notes in us to put out there into the world. And when you are firmly connected to the Lord and you decide to work for him, you are working with committed energy. And when your energy level is low, even if you're procrastinating um, or whatever it may be, stop and remember your why, okay? Because it is for God. 
Let your love for the Lord pour into the energy you need to persevere. Ephesians says it's, says it best in 6, 7, and um, it says, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord and not man. So how should we serve the Lord? Joyfully, right? Confidently, boldly, without reservation and with self-discipline. And I want you to think ahead for a moment. Think about if you pursued your purpose or the dream that God has put on your heart and you pursued it to fruition. Think about the potential outcome. How could using your spiritual gifts be a blessing and add to the edification of others? It should make you feel excited. If, if you really take some time to think about this, and I mean, think big. Think about the biggest outcome, right? The biggest outcome that can happen when you pursue your purpose with the energy of God and the strength that lies um, in him within you. Think about if you pursue that and what that looks like for others, for him, for the body of Christ, right? Look at that vision and stick with that vision. When you're lacking energy or feeling discouraged, remember who you are working for and the potential fruit that you can bear. And lastly, and really most importantly, I don't want to say lastly, because most importantly, I think that we need to constantly incorporate prayer. Um, again, this energy to do God's work is through the strength of Christ. And when you um, are, are in prayer, it's important to ask him for the energy, ask him for guidance, ask him to strengthen um, you and your resolve and your commitment to give you the energy to pursue your purpose. And, you know, there's the, the, it's actually a scripture, you know, opportunity, seek it, right? When you, the opportunity, the Lord will provide the opportunity, but you have to be willing to take it. You have to be prepared to take it. So, you know, don't feel that you can't ask him because that's what we're, we're here to do. We're here to serve him. And he knows that we're human beings, that we get weak, we get discouraged, we, you know, get off track. And so anytime that we are going down a path that may not, you know, be on the path that we should be on, it's okay to just stop. It's okay to surrender and to admit that you are tired and that you don't know, you know, how you can keep going. And I believe through my own experience, my own testimony, that God provides a way that he does immeasurably more than we can ever imagine or ask for. So I hope you enjoyed this three-part podcast. And my prayer is that you use your spiritual gifts for God's purpose for your life. And I hope you continually turn to the Lord for the energy you need, because again, he will sustain you. And I just want to end with this scripture, um, Ephesians 3.20, where it says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to the power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church in Christ Jesus throughout all the generations. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. And if you get a moment, 
please rate the podcast. It's so funny. I never think about asking for you all to do that. But yeah, rate the podcast. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know the topics you would like to hear. Um, And I am just, I, I, you know, I'm starting to interesting enough, get getting the energy to do more of these. So I really want to reach out more. um, And I want to talk about those subjects that matter to you, right? And matter to um, your walk as a Christian. So I hope and pray that you have a great week ahead and that you do not get discouraged and just know that God is there. He got your hand. He already instilled in you good works to do. All you have to do is to participate. All right. Talk to you soon.